it's up to you to figure out why they're there and it's up to you to figure out what is the actual reason why they're not purchasing. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip. And they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times given us his insight on the online lending process. Fund That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. And you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too. And make a determination on the max purchase price. Super important. You can print out all the detailed reports and that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We don't get into any fluffy stuff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. With us today, because it's Saturday, we have a returning guest and he's going to share with us a tough situation he was in and how he overcame it. How you doing, Michael Whitehead? I'm doing fantastic, man. Thanks for having me back. My pleasure. And a little bit about Michael, if you want to hear his best ever advice, episode 705, How to Attract Grant Cardone and 45,000 others to your Facebook group in 90 days. Go listen to that episode. Michael is the creator of Sales Talk Thunderdome. He has over 44,000 followers and he is based in Mississippi. Where in Mississippi are you? I'm at the very top of Mississippi. I'm five minutes from Alabama and about 10 minutes from Tennessee. What's the closest city? Tupelo, birthplace of the king of rock and roll. <laughs> Michael, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, and then we'll roll right into the tough situation you're in? Absolutely. just want to touch on real quickly, since the last time I was on your show, I've actually increased the size of my group from 45,000 to 85,000. Nice. So um, I'm quickly approaching 100. I've been in sales pretty much most of my adult life. I started out selling electronics then moved into selling manufactured housing. I did have a real estate license, which kind of went along great with that. Everybody that wanted a manufactured house needed a piece of property to put it on. So I was in and out of that for several years. And then after the company I work for went under, I started getting into online sales and started developing social media programs. And that's what led me to building the Thunderdome. And we're going to focus our conversation around when you were selling the modular homes, correct? Correct. All right. One of the things that I did when I worked for that company, I was extremely good at closing customers. I didn't really 
have a lot of closing background. I really had no sales training at all. It was just something that I learned to work on myself. The company did a lot of teaching you how to sell the actual product, but they didn't really do an adequate job of teaching you how to get in touch with your customer to be able to actually get to the root cause of why they were there looking for that particular home. And the story I want to share with you is one that I was brought in to share with the entire company. Every location would have this one customer that would come in at least once or twice a month to look at a particular home. We had a very different screening process at the company that I work for. We wouldn't let anybody look at a house unless we pulled their credit and we knew they had good credit and we knew that they could actually buy the home. So this person had went through every pre-qualification thing that the company required so she could buy the home, but nobody could seem to get to the real reason of why she would not purchase it. Well, they sent me to this location to kind of – I was basically the guy that they sent in to close out the stores when, when the numbers got so bad that the store started to lose money for more than a quarter. They would send me there to move all the stock that they couldn't get rid of. So basically I went there, and I saw this woman get out of her car. And I said, which house is she looking at? And says, well, she's looked at that house right there. And I pulled her record. And she had looked at the house over 10 times, mm-hmm. which, I mean, to me, that's a dead giveaway. This woman wants this house. And the salesperson that usually handled her was out sick. So I just took over the sale completely. Well, instead of taking her out there to the house like everybody else, a lot of, especially in, in that line of industry, you just throw people the keys to the houses and you go let them look. They go pick out one. They come back in and they tell you which one they want. Okay. That's basically how most places did that. That's just what they did in the trailer business back in the day. Back in the 90s, if if somebody had a valid Social Security card, driver's license, and proof of a job, they could get a house, which is a lot more difficult than that today. But this woman, you know, she qualified every way. She had a great job. She had down payment saved. She had a place to put it, and she had a very, very high credit score, so she could take the house. But nobody could seem to figure out why she wasn't purchasing this home. So I brought her in my office. And I sit her down, and I asked her, I said, why are you here today? And she's like, well, I just wanted to look at my house. And I told her, I said, that's not your house. That's our house. (laughs) You come to look at the house. I want to know what is stopping you from buying this house. You've been in here over 10 times. Let's just cut through it. I want to know why you're not buying this house. And then I just looked her directly in the eye, and I didn't say another word to her. I just looked at her. And she just broke down in tears. And I said, what is wrong? She says, I want this house so bad. I think about it all the time. She said, but it's my dad. I said, what about your dad? She says, my dad was in construction for most of his life, and he wants to build me a house. And he says that these types of homes are not safe, that when storms come along, they blow away and people die in them. And he wants to build me a house, but I don't trust my dad to do that because, you know, that's one of the reasons we live together is because he doesn't make enough money to live on his own. And I don't want to hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, I said, so really what you're telling me is if your dad would approve of you buying this house, you would take it today. She goes, yeah. Well, the price of the house had actually been marked down 
easily 20 to 25 percent since the first time that she looked at it. Her original price on the house was way up there. I think this modular home was about 125,000, and we had taken it down to a little over 100 at this point. So there was $25,000 on the table that nobody was even aware of, especially the, the customer. So I just told her, I said, so the only thing stopping you from purchasing this house is your father's approval, correct? And she said, yeah. I said, so if I can get your father to tell you this is a very well-built home and he wants you to have it, you'll take it today and we can deliver it this week. She's like, absolutely. I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to give me your father's number. And I want you to go out to your new house, and I want you to start figuring out where you're going to place your furniture, okay? She says, you have no idea what you're getting into. She goes, my dad. (laughs) Bear in mind, uh, I don't like to further the southern stereotype, but I'm in the dead middle of Alabama here. We're talking a very, very southern man. And and, and, uh, she said, you have no idea what you're getting into. I said, don't worry about that. Just, Just let me handle it. So she gave me his number. She went out to the house, and I called him, and I basically said, Sir, uh, your daughter is here, and she's bought a house from us today, and she would like you to come take a look at it. Well, he immediately started cussing me, and I just ignored it, and I just told him I couldn't wait to see him, and I would be out in the parking lot waiting for him when he got there. (laughs) Well, about 20 minutes later, this old red Chevrolet pickup truck pulled up, had a big Alabama football team thing on the front, and this absolute monster of a man, the man was not even wearing shoes in overalls, got out of this old truck, and he looked like he was ready to kill somebody. And he was automatically cussing, and I walked right up to him. And we had to greet every customer the same way. Hi, my name is Michael Whitehead. Welcome to Palm Harbor Homes. How may I help you today? And he says, I'm looking for the SOB that's trying to rip off my daughter. <laughs> And I said, well, we don't do anything like that. We provide the most well-built homes in America today. And your daughter has picked out one. And if you'll go out there and help me sell it to her, I'll give you a check for $2,500. And he just looked at me and goes, what did you just say? I said, I need you to go out to this house and tell your daughter that this is the most well-built house that you've ever seen and that you approve of it and you want her to be happy, and the day this house is delivered, I'm going to give you $2,500. And he said, let's go look at the house. (laughs) And he become the nicest man you'd ever want to talk to. So I basically figured out really quickly, this was all an assumption on my part that this man was just trying to make money off of his daughter because this woman, she wanted this house so bad, and the only reason that she wasn't buying it was because her father, she didn't want to hurt her father's feelings. So I basically offered her father $2,500. The price of the house was already up to 25% or more. So I just took that off the price of the house, set that up as a referral fee for him, and and we delivered the house the very next week. Uh, That month, I sold eight houses off that location, which was the most that had been sold there in over 10 years. And that was a story that I've told dozens and dozens of times. When you're dealing with a customer, something the night before or that morning went off in their head to make them decide that they wanted to make a housing change. And it's up to you to figure out why they're there. And it's up to you to figure out what is the actual reason why they're not purchasing. Because that root causes has everything to do with 
getting the end result that you're looking for, which is closing them on the purchase of the home. And that was something that I was able to do with this customer because nobody else had ever asked her that. More than 10 times it's coming in there, nobody really asked her, tried to do a hard close on her to ask her, what is stopping you from buying this? And her simple answer was her daddy. And once I got her daddy squared away, she was able to move into the house, which was the most profit that we ever made on a house because we sold it to her for full retail, even after the price of the house had been significantly discounted. Hmm. So that was just one of the ways that when I used to teach closing for the company that I work for, that I was able to show people that when you've got somebody that's been in your office that many times, it's time to do some next level thinking with them to, to figure out what's the real reason why they're not buying this. Because if they couldn't buy it, they wouldn't have been looking at the house to begin with because we made sure they qualified before they ever looked at it. Mm-hmm. You identified why she was there, why she wasn't buying, and then you were introduced to the next set of challenges, which was how to sell the obstacle that she was coming across, which in this case was her dad, and identified what his motivating force was, which was monetary, and then solve that. What if there wasn't a 25% discount? What would you have done? Well, I would have tried to calm the man down and find out something that he wanted. We had a $500 referral fee worked into every single house. That was a closing technique that they allowed us to do when you would get somebody down to the bottom and a couple hundred dollars would be different between them saying yes and saying no. We would say, well, listen, we have a referral program. You forgot to mention that your brother or your mother or or your best friend or somebody sent you up here. And if you'll give me their name right now, we'll make sure that they get a check for $500 when this house is delivered. That was just an extra little closing thing. So even if the house had been full price the day that he come in, we had 500 mm-hmm. But this guy was so upset, I knew there was no way he would sell his daughter out for 500 but I really thought he would for 25 mm-hmm. um, That was just a number that I'd come up with. And it could have easily just had blown up in my face, or I could have got punched in the face as mad as he was. But it didn't, and I sold the house. So it was definitely a good day for me. Mm. Yeah, that's certainly something that can be applied towards any type of sales. And the stakes were, were high in your case because there was threat of physical violence. That's always you know uh, having some stakes being high when you can get punched in the face, at minimum punched in the face. What freaked me out, he, he was so angry he didn't even put his shoes on. That's what freaked me <laughs> out. Um, I just don't think he wears shoes. I'm envisioning someone that doesn't even wear shoes. Yeah. Well... A lot of lessons here. Well, there are some specific lessons. Not a lot, but there are some specific ones, and that is, from what I took away from this, is if you have a prospect, then first think about why they are there. And if they don't buy, then identify why they're not buying. Perhaps it's a, a direct approach that you took where you asked her directly, looked her in the eye, and then remain quiet or perhaps there's other ways of getting that information out but ultimately we need to know why and then identify if there's a solution or what the solution is to solving that once it's identified absolutely i noticed very early on in selling those types of homes 
I would always ask everybody that. You know, when you woke up this morning, what made you want to come in here? And I found out a lot of times it was because that the couple had got into an argument the night before about their living situation. So a lot of times the husband would just bring the wife in there to kind of calm them down, and they and they really wasn't a, a customer. They was he was happy with where they were living. She was not, and he just kind of would bring her in there to kind of calm the situation down. Yeah, of course, I turned a lot of those into sales, but when they come in there, it wasn't really to buy a house. It was just really to kill time to try to smooth an, an argument over. But you're absolutely right. That is a key question that I think any form of sales, especially real estate, is why is the buyer in front of you? What's going on? Do they have to move? What's going on in their life? Are they having kids? Are they having to relocate for a job? Any of those things is key questions to ask because, I mean, if you don't get to the root cause of why they need to relocate, you'll never make the sale. What's the best place the best ever listeners can get in touch with you? You can follow me on Facebook. That is the absolute best way to find me. Just go to any Facebook search engine and put in Michael Paul Whitehead, and I'm the guy that comes up. And I go by my initials, MPW. You can find me there as well. Michael, thank you for being on the show, sharing the very entertaining story with some practical lessons learned that we can all apply in our sales process. I hope you have a best ever weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. You too, brother. Thank you, sir, for having me. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, it is here. Well, it's almost here, February 24th and 25th, the conference, the best ever conference. Have you signed up yet? Oh, if you haven't, you better sign up right now. It's going to sell out, besteverconference.com. I'm going to be there. A bunch of the guests who you've heard interviewed on the show are going to be there. Just go to besteverconference.com and look at all the speakers that you're going to hear from that will help you Move your business forward in 2017. I want to meet you in person. The best ever guests who are speaking at this event want to meet you in person. And people who haven't been interviewed on this podcast who are speaking at the conference, they want to meet you in person. Go to besteverconference.com.